Today we're talking about focusing on what you want versus focusing on what you need. They're very, very different things. And what we've seen over our decades of being uh, fitness coaches or, or personal trainers, whatever you want to call us, is that people really favor what they like doing rather than what they need to do. What's up everyone? Welcome to the show. In case we haven't met, my name is Rad Burmeister. I'm joined by my business partner, Richard Lellis. We are two of the founders of Unity Gym and creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into strong and flexible athletes. If you want to know how we do that, grab one of our free blueprints, the Strength Blueprint, the Flexibility Blueprint, or the Nutrition Blueprint. There's a link in the description of this video if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to the podcast, it is in the comments of the podcast. You also wanna jump over to our Facebook group called the UMS Movement Mastermind. You can join for free. We provide coaching there and we record these shows live so you can interact with us and ask questions. How you doing, Richie? Yeah, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Uh, kinda looking forward to, kinda not looking forward to leg day today. <laughs> I think um, today's topic is pretty pertinent to a leg day, yeah. something that I definitely don't like doing, but I definitely need it. So, <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Well, that's a classic one, isn't it, right? The, um, you know, the dude that goes to the gym and just skips leg day and is really top heavy because, um, you know, when you're untrained and uneducated, um, you know, and for, for men that want to build muscle, they usually just focus on the upper body because those yeah. are the, they're the muscles that get the chicks at the beach, right? I think that is a, f a trend that's starting to slowly change though. I think it, it guys is. are realizing that um, legs are pretty important as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it definitely, it, it is definitely changing. I mean, there's a paradigm shift in the fitness industry that's occurring at the moment. But, um, you know, if you, if you start to take our advice, you're going to be ahead of that curve. It, it's, it's still definitely not the mainstream just yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so look, what we want to, um, what, what we're addressing today is this idea that, that people do what they enjoy in, instead of what they need most to succeed. And, and um, it's what, this is one of the key differences of the UMS, the Unified Movement System that we teach at Unity Gym and in our online coaching program is that we've created a program that has a balance between strength and flexibility. Because what we found is that if we gave people programs that said here's your strength training and here's your flexibility training do all your strength training and then at the end you know do your flexibility most people just do the strength and then they just they don't do the flexibility they don't they don't do any stretching or you get the other end of the spectrum where people that want to be flexible they seek out yoga or, or stretching programs and all they do is the is the stretching but they're not doing any strength training and both of those approaches are flawed. They're equally as, as flawed as each other. If you want a balanced physique, you need to train strength and flexibility uh, in a one-to-one. -one. And, you know, we, Richard, Yanni and me, learned this, um, I guess, the same way that everybody else does. We, we, we didn't do this. But the thing that we were lucky about and one of the unique things about the UMS is that Yanni, Richard and I were training together every day and we have been for, for about eight years now. And uh, we, have, but we had very different um, passions, very different things that we liked doing. So I always liked doing flexibility and movement training, calisthenics type stuff. Yanni and Richard always liked doing uh, strength training and, and uh, hypertrophy training, you know, weight, typical weightlifting stuff. And, um, but, and we both saw how each other's bodies became capable of things that we were incapable of, but then 
really incapable of things that we were capable of, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. How did that, um, how did that sort of evolve for you, do you think, Richie? When, when, when was the turning point that you decided that you really needed to, to start doing stretching, like, you know, and flexibility training the way that you do it now? Um, when I was exposed to different movements, when I, I was forced to train in a way that I hadn't trained before and my body just couldn't do it. Um, one of the things that I really took home from doing a lot of the calisthenic stuff is how much uh, flexibility I need in order to achieve a feat of strength. So press the handstand's a good thing, like yeah. without great f hamstring flexibility, without compression strength, without that end range shoulder strength you need, um, man, you're not gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. You're not gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. You can be as strong as you want, but without those flexible hamstrings, not, not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, where I learnt it. And same with squatting, you know, full range. If, when I hadn't squat much at all, um, I just, found the bottom range super hard, super difficult, yep. uncomfortable, my hips hated it, my ankles hated it, yeah, mm. my knees, everything. Yeah, and it's funny because my journey was different. I started calisthenics a bit before you guys, but, um, and I realized really quickly that things like the press to handstand, that if you didn't have the flexibility, there was no chance of doing it. Mm. Um, it just made so much sense to me when I was trying to do it and I could see I just couldn't even get into the position that you needed to be to exert strength. So I. Um, worked really, really hard at getting flexible, and I got flexible before you and Yanni did. But uh, then it became really clear that you needed this level of strength to be able to do the stuff that I was trying to do that I just didn't have. So I had the yeah. flexibility to do it, but I didn't have the strength. And this is why the UMS is um, such an effective program and such a balanced program because we really went through this process ourselves and we had multiple eyes um, looking at it. So yeah, look, what, what we see, you know, the stories that Richard and I have just told you, we see this all the time. And um, unfortunately for most people, it, it's a lot worse than this because if you're not at a gym like ours where you're training with people that are doing strength and flexibility and you're getting exposed to both of them, if you're, you know, the, the average punter out there that makes a decision that you're gonna start going to classes, so you're gonna start paying for coaching, most people, find that they have to choose between like a, a strength type class or a, maybe a, you know, it depends on where you're listening to in the world, maybe a, a CrossFit hit, you know, F45 style class. I mean, hit is in high intensity interval training, like something that, that uses weights, it uses strength training movements, but it has a real cardio element to it as well. And there's an endurance component to it. Um, you, you, you either have to choose between that or, you know, maybe some semi-private training where you do weightlifting or strength training, you know, traditional strength training or some type of flex or stretching class or yoga or uh, maybe you're even at a movement gym where they offer handstand classes or gymnastics rings classes or whatever. But I've seen the way other gyms do it and I, I believe that they're, they're all getting it wrong for the average person that can only train for an hour a day. If you're a really dedicated person <coughs> and you have the ability to do two classes a day, or like we, we've got a member here who's one of our highest achievers who came from one of these gyms in Sydney where they teach gymnastic strength and flexibility and stuff. And he told me about how he used to train and he used to, he used to do a, a rings class and then a stretching class and a handstand class. And, um, and I thought, wow, that's, you know, that's a great way to train if you've got that time. But for the average person, um, most people don't have more than an hour to train every day. And, and most people struggle to even find an hour to train a day. 
So what you're left with is you have to choose. You have to say, you know, I'm going to do, oh, you know, I, I really feel like I need to do more stretching, so I'm going to do a yoga class or whatever it is, you know, a stretch class or whatever. Um, and, and then you start getting more flexible and you start favoring those classes that you like doing. You, you know, you like for the average, like we, we definitely see that more women favor yoga and more men favor a more high intensity you know, energetic macho style class, right? Like yeah. that's, that's what we see in the general masses. So, so then, you know, they get better at the thing that they're doing more of, but they're getting way worse at the thing that they're doing less of. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it, it's not a, it, it always leads to either, you know, on the extreme end, it leads to people getting injured. That's a, that's a common thing that happens. But, for the people that don't get injured and that push through and achieve a great result in whatever it is that they're doing, what we see is that it leads to people feeling a real, eventually they, they notice the disparity in their body. We've got a couple of people that train here. This happens all the time. We get people that are really good at yoga, um, that have been doing it for five, seven, 10, 12 years, and they're just so flexible and so good at it, but they're not strong and they come here saying, I, I really want to get strong. And guys, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, if you're, if you're a yoga zealot, but yoga doesn't make you strong. It's not, a, it's not known for its strength. It, it definitely delivers in other areas, but strength isn't one of them. And then you get the other end of the spectrum where we get people that come here, um, they're usually guys <laughs> and they're really strong and they've got yeah. quite a good physique and they're quite fi fit, but they can barely touch their toes. Yeah, no hamstring flexibility. Yeah, that's the common one, right? Yeah. Like, so they can't squat well, they can't touch their toes, they yeah. can't, um, um, and also shoulder, right? That, yeah. that lack of shoulder flexibility, that lack yeah. of shoulder flexion, lack of um, internal and external rotation in the shoulders. And, um, and the, you s to see what happens to those same people on both ends of the spectrum after six to 12 months of training with us, it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal the results that go through it. If you're listening to this, um, go and have a look on our Instagram page at the most recent post I did about um, uh, Lachlan um, doing a 72 kilogram shoulder press for three reps and also the front splits, full front splits in the same workout. You know, he's 45 years old and five years ago when he joined, he could barely touch his toes and he had such bad back problems that he couldn't lift weights for, for a long time. So yeah, it's, a, it, it's something that is a, is a major, major issue in the fitness industry and it's something that, that can be changed. We can you know, identify that the, you know, the greatest wins come from not doing the thing that you love the most, but doing the thing that you suck at the most. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's a big sort of um, change in fitness as well. Maybe it's been around for a while, but like fitness has been one of those things that people go to for fun like as a challenge against other people or challenge against themselves or they they do it for fun and um unfortunately training for fun doesn't lead you to success to and your goals very effectively at all it gives you a great workout but it's it's not very effective at achieving true strength true flexibility you have to step outside your comfort zone you have to do what you don't like you have to grind it out. You have to put the hard work in. It can't be fun and enjoyable all the time. It has to be hard work. Yeah. I think that's a realization people have to make. That's how it is. Yeah. If you want to be as flexible as you, you see people are on Instagram, on TV, 
If you want to do, do the press the handstand, it's not fun. Like doing press the handstand training is not fun. Yeah. It is fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the F-bomb, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And, you know, you, of course you want to enjoy the journey. And like what we pride ourselves on at Unity Gym is creating a tribe of people where, where the experience is is an enjoyable one. But I really agree with your sentiment there, which is that if you're if you're choosing your where you do your training and the reason because it's a it, it, it's purely based on the fact that it's a fun experience, um, you know, if like it, it also depends on where you are on your on on the ladder. Right. Like if you're somebody where it's like, look, if I don't enjoy what I do at the gym, I'm just not going to go. Then, of course, do that thing. Go yeah. for it. But. We try to talk to the people that are maybe maybe one step ahead of that, where they're, they have been training for a while or they've at least been searching for the answers for a while. They haven't been able to create that balanced body and now they want to take things more seriously. People are really uh, goal-driven. Yeah. You know, they want a result. They can see a result. They know what it looks like. They can measure it, like those yep. sort of people. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you're just one of those people that just wants to enjoy and, and stay healthy and stay fit, then that's fine. That's, yep. I, I get that. Yep. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. But yeah, when you're ready, you know, the people that walk in our doors, the people that join our UMS online coaching program, they're the people that have, that have tried other forms of training and they haven't been able to create that balance. They haven't been able to become strong, flexible and athletic and achieve movement skills like press to handstands, like handstands, like muscle ups, um, uh, like even pull ups, you know, maybe, maybe you can't do a pull up and you've been trying for years. Those people really love what we do because of the way that we put it all into a into a concise, efficient workout. It's um, yeah, it's um, I mean, it's yeah, it's huge. I want to see Aiden's jumped in and uh, he's one of our UMS online coaching members and he's he's commented here. I want to see what you got to say, Aiden. So he's saying, "Hey guys, this was a huge breakthrough for me. I started thinking about it like the eighty twenty principle." To get stronger than I was would require more effort and take longer only to benefit me slightly. Last 20% taking 80% of the time. In contrast, I had a lot to gain in flexibility and the results were going to be a lot more impactful and come a lot faster. 80% benefit for 20% of the time. Yeah, that's right. And you know, this is something that a lot of people don't understand, Aiden, and a lot of people don't understand with um, starting the journey of trying to build the thing that they don't have that they suck at. So it doesn't matter if it's strength or flexibility. It doesn't matter if it's muscle. It doesn't matter if it's as in building muscle, um, hypertrophying your muscle. It doesn't matter if it's um, a movement skill. If you um, uh, if you don't have something physically and you want it, it takes a lot of work to create it, to create something that you don't have. But to maintain it is very, very easy. Like the level of flexibility that Yanni, Richard and I have created from the UMS, we often will go through periods where we actually don't do that much flexibility training. And it might take us a little bit longer to warm up the next week, but we don't really go backwards. Like, do you notice that, Richie? We don't, yeah. it's not like, like I haven't done much middle splits training in the last six months, really. I haven't been like for the, the year or two before that, I was really going for it and I, and I got a, a decent level with the middle splits. Um, but without, with, with maybe only 10% of, or 20% of the work that I, it took me to get there, I'm still able within a workout to warm up and get to 90% of my max effort very easily. Yeah. You know? And the same goes with strength training. I mean, Phil's even got statistics on this. Phil um, uh, told me that 
uh, Yanni and I, that there's a, a couple of studies that have been done, or maybe it was one study, but where they, they looked at um, the amount of work it took to, to, to gain a certain level of strength versus the amount that it took to maintain that level of strength. And it was one ninth of the work to, uh, to get there to maintain it. So if you did, um, that, you know, let's just make it really like simple. one set a week, basically yeah, one yeah. set a week. And yeah, if you, did, if you did nine sets on a muscle group in a week, meaning let's say you did two workouts, one workout you did five sets of pull-ups, one workout you did four sets of pull-ups um, in a week to, to be able to go from not doing any pull-ups to being able to do 10 pull-ups, you could do one set of pull-ups a week and maintain the strength that you'd built. And I can relate to that. Pull-ups are a really good example of that. As long as you do some in a week, but it has to be a maximal effort. You have mm. to go, you have to do your absolute max effort to be able to maintain it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, for some people, like when they look at this concept of doing what you need versus what they love doing, they get really put off by the amount of work that's ahead of them. But you know, it's really important to understand this process of developing a level of strength or flexibility or fitness or skill that you didn't have before. Yes, it takes some real work to develop it, but to maintain it is very, very easy. So in, on the flip side, it actually works really well because if you're a yoga zealot and you've worked hard to develop some, a high level of flexibility or you're a dancer or a martial artist or, or a gymnast or whatever, um, and you switch your focus so you start putting 80% of your effort into strength training and only 20% in your flexibility, you'll maintain your flexibility. You won't lose it. But that 80% of your effort that now goes into strength training over the next 12 months, you're gonna gain something that you've never, ever had before. And the same goes the other way around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I've seen, um, I've seen a lot of people um, take a bit of break from strength training and, and then come back recently and go, oh wow, my strength returned really quickly. I wonder why that was, you know, yeah. muscle yeah. memory. And yeah. um, it's the same with flexibility yep. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that should empower you. It should, it should make you have a, you know, maybe, maybe reevaluate this, this concept of, of doing what you love versus what you need. Um, Lee is saying, Lee Clements is saying, is that your brain allowing uh, your body to do it regarding flexibility? Yeah, absolutely. A absolutely, Lee. As, as far as flexibility comes, you know, your the, the central nervous system knows where it is. But it, it's, it's more than that. I know that we always preach about how flexibility is more about the nervous system um, allowing your body to go there and less about the muscles becoming more elastic. But pay close attention to the fact that we don't say it's the only thing that happens. There is an adaptation that occurs within the muscle body itself. But Lee, the, the, the type of flexibility training that we do, you know, in our UMS program, um, as you know very well, you know, a, a lot of the loaded uh, flexibility that we do, the loaded eccentrics, the isometrics, um, contractions, and also the end range strength stuff is about developing strength which is which is actual strength adaptations that occur within the muscle fibers themselves it's not just what happens in the nervous system so it's the combination of all of it that comes together but the you know the main point is that with you know a lot of work to get there very little work to maintain it um and you know that's how training should be you know you should work on the things that you suck at that you need the most improvement in to bring it up to a level that's satisfactory and then you can move on to the next thing that you suck at and that process of identifying where the weak link is in your capabilities bring turning that into a strength 
and then moving on to the next weak link. You know, we call it like a mini project. And Yanni, Richard uh, and Phil and I are doing that all the time. And, you know, in essence, that's what my understanding, I won't, don't quote me on this, but in essence, what my understanding of Phil's approach to physiotherapy is that's, that's what he does. People come with an injury, with a niggle. Um, they want a solution for it. Phil assesses them, identifies where their weaknesses are in either their movement pattern or weak links in their body like joints. And then he gives them a, an approach that turns that weakness into a strength. And, you know, would you agree with that, Richie, that that's kind of yeah. been like the process of your training when, the when last I, couple of years? When I saw Phil with my body, he same thing. Yeah. You know, uh, I spoke to him about it in depth and yeah, pretty much what you said, Red. Yeah, and that was when, for you, that was your uh, around your knees, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you were getting um, patella femoral pain, is that right? Yeah, like yeah. quadricep tendinopathy. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, Phil got Richard to change the way that he squat, change the loads, but basically it was just, it was just an approach that was around strengthening that weak link. And for Richard, I, I'll, I'll never forget it. I mean, Richard can probably remember the rehab that I've gone through over the last few years with my injuries, but I remember Richard's rehab and, um, and the same thing happens with me, but there was this period of time where, where Richard was really upset and he was really, um, he was really down about the fact that he felt like he had to go backwards because squatting was a big thing for Richard. He really want, wanted to bring up his leg strength and his leg mass. But the process that he went through of turning that weak link, his knees into a strength, and, and now he's back, he was saying the other day, like how much are you squatting now? What are you up to? Um, I'm doing 120 for five these yeah, days. 120 yep. kilos for five, which yep. is a really decent weight for a generalist. You know, he's um, for somebody that that's come out of, you know, what it was only a year ago. Was it last year that you were in that knee pain? Was yeah, it wasn't too long ago. It wasn't and long ago at all. You know, every now and then I go through the same sort of issues, but you know, I apply the principles that Phil was telling me, and I'm I'm pretty good with it now. Uh, but again, it is that process of going through what I uh, didn't like yep. to achieve something for my goals you know? yeah, yeah, I, yeah i went through the rehab process and i and i did it for a good period of time um rather than doing it for a short period of time and getting back to what i liked what i loved yeah and i was front squatting you know yeah, yeah. To get a stronger front squat yeah, and yeah ultimately that's what hurt me really because yep. i did too much of it yeah um so but i stuck it out i did uh, an alternative way of squatting squatted a lot less than i normally did for a long period of time um yep. And then I slowly build it up, doing yep. what I needed to do rather than what was fun. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty good now. And um, every week I'm improving a little bit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's it. That's it. Yanni's saying muscle hypertrophy is the adaptation within the muscle fibers beyond hypertrophy. It's all neural in, in response to uh, Lee's question before. Yeah, that's what I meant, Yanni. But what, what, what I meant is... Um, it's not just a neural adaptation that's occurred for me, Lee, to be able to maintain the majority of my flexibility with a little, with very little work. Because by doing loaded stretching and and loaded eccentrics, um, there is definitely um, a hypertrophy effect that has happened within the muscle fibers as well from the training, uh, the flexibility training that we do in the UMS. So, um, yeah, look, if you're the, the, the main take home from today's show is that you really, and, and you know, we've still got a few minutes left. I'd love to know this. I'd love to know if any of you have gone through something like what Richard just described there, where you've identified something that you're bad at, something that you suck at and that you don't enjoy doing, and you've worked on it until it became something that you were good at. And how did that change your body? 
um, let us know uh, in the comments if um, uh, if you've gone through that. You know, if you've if you've identified a weakness, something that you don't like doing, but you've done it anyway, and you've and you've made a positive change. You know, for me, definitely. Um, the biggest one for me was identifying the weakness, the muscle weakness in my upper body and really just accepting that I had to do it and understanding like, um, understanding that to actually build muscle size in my upper body, like I've been a personal trainer for, for 17 years, but I never, I was never passionate about bodybuilding at all like Yanni and Richard were. So I never went through a phase where for a, for a long period of time, I really worked on building muscle and building a, um, an impressive physique. Um, but it, it took me a long time to, to really realize how much that was a part of my goals, uh, meaning that, you know, the strength that I wanted required muscle mass. It required, you know, muscle to, to be able to express that strength. So that, that was my journey. I had to turn around and do th something that I really didn't enjoy doing, but there was, and there was a massive weakness of mine. And it was, it was shifting away from what I wanted to do, which was skill-based training. I love training skills, so calisthenics is a, is a great way uh, that I can you know, enjoy my training. But I had to accept that just building muscle and building strength with barbells and dumbbells was a, was a huge part of that. And since I you know, took that plunge, um, my body's gone through a really positive change and I've, uh, I've made some amazing um, uh, gains and some amazing adaptations. So, so that's, uh, that's my journey, that's my example of that question. Uh, we've got a few minutes left, I'd love to hear from anyone that's listening if you've, um, if you've gone through anything like that. Um, you know, I know Yanni has as well, if uh, Yanni's not uh, on, on the show with us today, but I can see he's tuning in. Um, I'm sure that Yanni would talk about his experience with, uh, with squatting and when he came out of um, knee surgery, you know, when he'd injured his knee. And anybody that's a regular listener to this show, you'll, you'll know that story about how Ian King really, um, you know, sort of took him down a notch by saying, you know, maybe if you were more flexible, that knee injury wouldn't have happened. And uh, Yanni couldn't, couldn't squat uh, heavy, he couldn't lift much weight at the time, so he decided that he was just going to do something that he'd never done before, that he wasn't good at, which was to develop some flexibility. And then when his strength started to come back and he was able to, to start lifting some more weight and he'd increased his flexibility, the resistance within his body that prevented him from being able to squat comfortably was removed. And all of a sudden, for the first time ever, the bottom range of the squat was the most comfortable for him. And that was never the case for Yanni before, when he wasn't flexible. Um, the bottom of the, his squat was really ugly. It was. It wasn't. It, it wasn't in balance with um, you know the amazing capabilities that he had elsewhere in his body. And if you look at him now, his his squat is is just amazing. You know, he squats a ridiculous amount of weight. Um, you know, easily double body weight. Um, or maybe not easily, but he can definitely do double body weight with really really good technique and. You know, he's, um, he's turned around from having me be able to out-squat him easily to him just squatting so much more than me now. He's really turned his weakness into a strength. So, yeah, guys, look, I hope you got something out of that. It's a, it's a very powerful concept. It really is. And, you know, one of the... Um, this, this, is, this is one of the huge, huge benefits of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, is that by creating a balance between strength and flexibility, you're forced to work on uh, everything, you know? So uh, it doesn't matter uh, about whether you like your flexibility or your strength training more, you do both and you do it in a one-to-one -one ratio. And, and, and when, that, when that 
balance is created, the change that happens in the body is, is just phenomenal. So yeah, I uh, hope you guys got something out of that. hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you are listening live um, and you're interested, you still have I think about six hours left to get our press our handstand masterclass or our press to handstand masterclass on the flash sale and uh, that finishes in about um six hours uh, if you're listening to the podcast then uh you've probably missed your opportunity and you're going to want to get over to the ums movement mastermind so you don't miss out in the future and we'll see you again tomorrow tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh, how a results driven program should be holistic in nature and balanced by design so tune in for that one and um, hope you all have a great day. See you soon. Thanks, guys. See ya. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.